Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Today on the C Word Podcast, I am talking to the delightful Claire Wood about all things money. In fact, on a completely separate note, there is a prize for the listener who can tell me how many times we say the word money. (laughs) Not really, but I think it would be an eye-popping number, to be honest with you. Claire shares the two all-important sides to the coin when it comes to achieving your money goals, and that is working on your money mindset and money stories that can very often get in the way of you achieving your goals when it comes to your finances and to money as well as getting to grips with your money management skills. Claire Wood is a money mentor, a writer, speaker, and podcaster. She's also a gym junkie, a passionate traveler, a wrangler of two boys, a drinker of wine, a manifester, a numbers nerd, and a closet reality TV addict. She's also a CPA, but she's not your average bean counter. She uses her money-making mentoring powers for good. Claire helps service-based businesses to scale while creating a lifestyle they love. She runs the Profit Academy, which is an online school created to help business owners increase their profits exponentially. As she puts it, when you transform your relationship with money, you can rapidly increase the amount of money you earn and the wealth you create. So stick around for all things money, spreadsheets, budgeting, profit, all that good stuff. Oh, and where to start if you want a wardrobe full of designer clothes, if that floats your boat. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy the episode and let me know what you think and what maybe some of your money stories are. Claire Wood, welcome to the C Word podcast. I'm so happy to see your beautiful face and hear your calm voice. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. So Claire, before we get started, before we dive in, I just want to make you feel super uncomfortable, put you on the spot and ask you some questions that are really awkward and difficult. (laughs) Really. Well, what I want to do is just get to know you a teeny bit more. So... I'm going to ask you some questions and I just want you to pick one of the two suggestions that I give to you. So first, dessert or cheese? Dessert. Banana or orange? It's not a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) I went straight for banana. (laughs) You you didn't even hesitate. No. (laughs) Netflix or a book? Oh, Netflix. Out and about or at home? Out and about. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> Rainforest or beach? Beach. I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> Scripted or spontaneous? Spontaneous. Tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> Fantasy or fact? Oh, probably fact. Ooh. Paint or Play-Doh? 
they're both creative, aren't they? Can you can I pick spreadsheet? Um, oh, maybe Play-Doh. You're like, if I have to choose. <laughs> I'm not a crafty type. <laughs> it's like when my kids always used to come and say, can we get the Play-Doh? I'd be like, oh, here we go. I just see globs of stuff stuck everywhere. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for indulging me with that. I love getting everybody's different responses to that. I think I could have guessed the beach one because I know you're a real by the water girl. Yeah, no, I love the beach. Those are great questions. <laughs> could icebreaker. <laughs> um, now, we know each other because we have worked together in the past. Mm-hmm. And in particular, one of the areas that we focused on was around money mindset which I realized at the time and came to realize even more through our journey together that it was a really big area for me to focus on so I was super keen to have you on the podcast to come and talk a bit more about the challenges for creatives in particular when it comes to money and some of the things that come up for them when it comes to mindset so I suppose the first thing I wanted to ask you about was why numbers are so important. You talk a lot about numbers. So I wanted to ask you, why is that such a focus for you and why you think it's so important? Yeah, well, for a start, I guess um, understanding a bit about my background might help to have that context. So I'm actually a qualified accountant. I'm a CPA by trade and I started my business journey out working for big corporates as, you know, as an accountant and as a a corporate advisor. And um, I became a business coach or a money mentor about six and a half years ago was when I transitioned to the small business world. So for me, I guess my training grounded me that, you know, money or numbers are the foundation of business. And, you know, the, the very definition of a business versus a hobby is that you were doing it with the intent of creating profit. The unfortunate thing that I've learned being in small business is that most business owners don't really understand their money that well. And, um, you know, even people who run really successful businesses, you know, when I have a new client and I say, how much profit are you making? And the majority of people can't actually tell me. They usually know their sales number, but they don't actually really understand what profit is. And they don't really understand why it's so important to be across this. So um, particularly I find um, that, you know, people in creative industries, they, they're so passionate about their craft that they forget the real crux of running a business, which is to generate a profit. And and they also have a lot of stories sometimes, not not everyone, but a lot of um, creatives have stories that, you know, I'm doing it for the passion. I don't care about money. And sometimes I find that that can be a story they're telling themselves because they don't want to step into the driver's seat and really start to embrace their numbers and um, really understand the importance of them. It is so interesting that you say that because I was speaking to a client of mine literally only yesterday and they were talking about the fact that they're not really in it to make money in particular. The most important thing to them is that they're accessible to their clients and that they're affordable. And I'm doing that in inverted commas. And I thought it was so interesting that they'd chosen to start there when it came to their money. It's not about the money. And immediately... I thought of Claire Wood and I thought that sounds to me like a bit of a excuse or a barrier maybe they're putting up for not having to 
talk about money or face money or maybe set some goals that might mean that they've got to do some things that feel uncomfortable. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think this is the thing, you know, when we start to do, and this is the essence of money mindset is it's like the stories that we have about money, our beliefs about money, and then how that affects our financial outcomes. And I think that, you know, me being a money mentor, people assume that I'm obsessed with money and there's nothing more important to me than making money. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, you know, I, I deeply care about my, my clients. I deeply care about my accessibility. And in fact, the fact that I have, you know, premium products means that I can create products that are, are at accessible price points, um, you know, whereas like if I didn't, if I charged next to nothing, I would never be able to, you know, like, for example, produce a podcast. It costs money. It takes time to produce a podcast. Um, I've just written a book. And again, that's a, a massive financial investment to create something where people can work with me in a way that only costs, you know, $29. So the, the, the thing is, you know, if we are here in a place of service, money can help facilitate that process as well. And, you know, we can make great money and be good and kind people who um, create really positive impact in the world. And I think that part of the work that I do is empowering people that, you know, (laughs) you can care about money and value money and it doesn't make you a bad person. So interesting. And isn't that the thing that, I think for so many people, it feels like it has to be a choice. Either I'm going to be a good and giving person or I'm going to make money. And it's almost like it has to be a black and white, one or the other. And the thing is for me, like my, and obviously I've done a lot of work on money stories, but my belief is the complete opposite. I believe that some of the people who contribute the most to really massive causes are some of the wealthiest people in the world. Um, Particularly female entrepreneurs tend to give away, you know, very generously to causes that they care about. And, um, you know, I think that the, the starving artist mentality of, um, you know, I'm I'm doing the right thing by the world by not making any more money. In my belief, it's it's a limiting belief. It's it's something that's holding people back from stepping into, you know, their most successful and also impactful selves. And that's why I love to really encourage people to say, hey, it's okay to want money, whether it's for altruistic reasons or because you just want it. Like who doesn't want to have a nice house? And and I think that that's okay as well, but it's really allowing people to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to step into that CEO role. I'm going to start to learn my numbers and understand my numbers. And then I can use money as a, you know, as a tool for creating the the change that I want to see in the world. Yeah. So on that, then what are some of the things around, money in particular that you feel that creatives miss? Because I know you've got a lot of creatives in your community and in your client base. So what are often the things around money that they either avoid or they miss? Oh, that's a really great question. So (laughs) it's a big one. All right. So I think the first one is, is really even just being empowered in the space of understanding. Um, you know, a lot of, as I shared earlier, you know, a lot of my clients that 
when we first start working together, they literally don't have a strong pulse on the numbers at all. And I think that that's, um, you know, I hear lots of stories or excuses. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. My brain doesn't work like that. I hate spreadsheets. It's boring. Um, And then when I start to really show people, I'm like, okay, maybe you find spreadsheets boring. You know, I have an example, a client of mine, when we dove into, and admittedly, you know, their business is making sort of $70,000, $80,000 a month to get some context, but there was $1,000 a month that I found and they were like, oh, all right, yeah. And then I'm like, but $12,000, that is paying for your family to go to a beautiful resort in Fiji for a week. And then when I put it in that kind of context, they're like, oh yeah, like that's a lot of money. And, you know, maybe the numbers are different in your business, but when you aren't in the detail, this stuff adds up. And that's what I like to do for people is translate it into something that you care about or you're passionate about. And it's like, okay, maybe, you know, you think, oh, spreadsheets, but what if that meant that you had $1,000 to give to your favorite charity? What if it meant you had $1,000 to buy your kid a gift? What if it meant you got to go and have a beautiful weekend away and spoil your partner or buy yourself a beautiful handbag or something? And when you start to think about your numbers as the things that that can create in your life, suddenly you're like, oh, there is kind of this, there's some incentive here to get into the detail. Um, The other big thing that I find is that people think that money is really overwhelming until they learn the skills. And then overwhelmingly I hear from people, oh, it's actually not that hard. And I'm like, I know, don't tell anyone. Um, (laughs) Keep it on the down low. Your account's going to hate me. But when you learn how, when you learn the skills in a really easy to understand way, um, then you suddenly start to go, oh, I can do this. And I believe that everyone has the ability to, um, to really start to get into their, their numbers. Yeah. I think it's an interesting way of looking at it. That is, it's a learned skill. It's, you know, I think it's very similar to me when I hear people say, I'm not creative, you know, I haven't got a creative bone in my body. And we've talked about this before. And again, it, it's an excuse. It's putting up a barrier between you and creativity because you don't feel confident about it. And it's a similar thing, this idea of I'm not good at maths. I don't know how to use a spreadsheet. You know, my eyes glaze over when I see numbers. You know, I loved what you said. It is a little bit, dare I say, of an excuse, a a reason to put up a bit of a barrier, a spreadsheet between you and your numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I just realized I've got? I've got a creative mindset issue because as soon as you said that, I'm like, but no, I'm literally not creative. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe I've got some mindset work to do in this space of creativity. It's a yin and yang. It's a 50-50. Um, so we've started to touch on it. And I think, like I said in the beginning, this is really interesting to me and it has been an important journey for me, is the link between money and mindset. Because there is such a strong link. So can you talk about that a bit? What, why is there such a strong link between your money and how you approach it and your mindset? Yeah. So this is something that I guess I talk about a little bit differently to um, a lot of people at the moment. You know, I'm a huge believer in, in mindset, in manifestation, in all of those things. But sometimes I feel that people give away their power um, to the inverted commas space of mindset and say, oh, I'm just going to manifest the money or things always work out for me. 
And again, I think that that's giving away their, <laughs> their power or responsibility around managing their money. And so I really believe that, you know, you can believe in, you know, in creating an amazing, successful life. But the, the key, I believe, to actually translating your beliefs around what's possible into reality is actually in the money is in having a look at your financial reports, is in going, well, how much can I afford to spend on a new team member? Can I afford to do this? Um, And really actually being empowered in the space. So the mindset and money tie together for me when it's saying, well, what do I really want? Do I believe it's possible for me? And then using money management, using your financials as a tool, as a medium for getting the outcomes that you desire. And it's almost like, imagine in the space of, of, you know, creating a new brand. And it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like you can't just be really great at making something beautiful without having, you know, solid strategy behind it as well. Like the real success of branding and, you know, comes together when it is marrying together beautiful design, like visually, along with the actual practical strategic side of branding, you kind of can't have one without the other. And that's how I feel about money. Um, You know, that you kind of need to have the mindset and you need to have the actual practical side of it. Um, And that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, let's maybe take those two things, the two sides and perhaps pick them apart a little bit. So if we take the money, the mindset side of things first, in particular for creatives, what are some of the things that you find maybe there are some common themes with creatives when it comes to their mindset around money. Yeah. So as you said earlier, mindset is basically your belief system around money. So the way that you can unlock what your beliefs around money are is start to see, you know, as, as you're listening to this conversation, like what's coming up for you? Are you thinking, are you, are you making a judgment or she's obsessed with money or, oh, you know, money's not important to me, you know, creating beautiful design is or like there's going to be some stories that pop up for you. And when you're new to this work, it can feel really hard because we don't feel like they're stories. We feel like they're a truth. No, the truth is money doesn't matter to me. And do you know what? Every time I hear that and I break it down with people, I find out there's some sort of story because they go, I've seen someone who put their prices up and they then ended up working with all these horrible clients. Oh, there's your story. And so it's starting to just dive a little bit deeper into, well, why is that your story? And is that the story that you want to serve you to your next level? Um, you know, I genuinely believe whatever your your values are or your passion are, that money is just an enabler to create more of it. Um, I'm not a hugely materialistic person myself. I, but one of the things that I I love doing with my money is creating freedom. I, I've been building team around me, you know, both in my business and my personal life. You know, I've got a nanny that <laughs> uh, picks my kids up and brings them home and takes them to sport. Um, I've got, you know, a cleaner that's coming twice a week at the moment. Um, I've just hired a personal assistant. Oh my gosh. Oh my you know, gosh, Claire. <laughs> there's so many really cool things that you can do with money, um, you know, and travel, like a travel is another big passion of mine, but, you know, I'm not hugely interested in designer label clothes and handbags and, um, you know, buying a fancy car, like, but 
everyone's got their own things that excite them. Maybe for you, it's um, hiring people and giving more people the opportunity to, you know, have a career in the creative space. Maybe it's, um, you know, your your favourite charity. Maybe you do want to have a beautiful wardrobe full of really nice clothes that make you feel amazing. Um, and I think that that's the thing is it's unlocking, you know, what could money look like do for you in your life? And, um, and then, you know, what stories... Can you, do you need to break down to start to step into that? So that's essentially the crux of mindset. Someone once asked the question around money mindset. What do you think of when you think of someone who's really rich? What are your thoughts about that person? And I felt that was a really good place to start when it comes to thinking about your attitude and your stories about money. Because for a lot of people in that conversation at that time, they were like, well, they're probably really money grabbing. They've got no limits. They would do whatever it takes to get rich. And they don't really care about the people around them. Like they're the kind of people that would sell their granny for a dollar sort of. And it was all those kinds of things that were coming up. And it was so interesting. And even sometimes, you know, I hear my kids saying it because I think there's a lot even in, you know, some of the kids' books that they read, very often the bad person, the baddie is also a rich person or they're someone who owns a business. There's some cultural stories around what type of people are really rich. Oh, 100%. And I guess the thing is you kind of see what you look for, right? Like that's when I grew up, they were definitely the stories that I heard from my parents. In fact, to this day, my dad still talks about the elite, you know, (laughs) in that kind of tone of voice. I don't necessarily think that there's a correlation between wealth and, um, you know, what kind of person someone is. But that's that's kind of what this work is, I guess, is it's mm. like identifying the story and then saying, mm, is this true? Okay, so when it comes to more maybe the practical side of the money management, and I can see how the two are so closely linked, very often you need to look closely and be responsible for your numbers and your money, but some of those mindset issues and those stories mean that actually you bury your head in the sand instead. What are some of the signs, I suppose, or the indicators perhaps that you're not being as responsible for or on top of your money as you could be? So some big red flags, um, like one is running out of cash. Um, You know, I hear it all the time. Someone's like, and this can happen at any stage of business. People think, oh, that only happens to people who, you know, are in the early stages of their business. No, I've worked with seven figure business owners who literally run out of cash. So if you've ever had the experience where you go to pay for something and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money. Is any more money coming in? Um, That's because you're not, you know, you're not across your numbers. Um, When you don't have clear um, and again, you know, what's your goals for this year? Oh, I don't like to set goals for myself. Why? Because <laughs> um, I've got to commit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's another big red flag is that you you, you don't, don't have goals. You don't have clear goals. Um, another one is that you don't, you can't tell me at any point in time, like, where are you? Where are your sales at? Um, you know, so something that I love to do is have a running total of like where my month to date sales are at, where my year to date sales are at. Um, it's really literally knowing, like if someone turns around to you and asks your question, you can answer it about your finances. Um, some other red flags that I see with creatives is not pricing appropriately, not having the confidence, you know, someone comes to them with something they're like, Oh, I have no idea how to price this. I hear that again and again. And I'm like, don't you have a system or a framework to make sure that your business is profitable? And they're like, Oh, not really. Yeah. Um, that's a huge one. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) 
making decisions on a whim. Um, you know, at the moment I'm chatting to my coach about renewing to work with her and every part of me is like, oh my gosh, I still want to do it. But I said to her, I, I haven't updated my budget yet and I won't make a commitment like that until I have. And I'm like, in all seriousness, this is how I make decisions. Even if I get a strong intuitive feeling, I go and put it in a spreadsheet and say, okay, well, what would that look like? What would I need to do differently? Can I actually afford this investment? Um, so I think that another big red flag is that you don't have the confidence to make investments. And another one that I say is the... Um, <laughs> I call it accountant anxiety. So it's it's if you get an email or have a conversation with your accountant and you're like, ah, I don't know what they're talking about. And the number of people who this happens to, and then they just don't, they come to me and they go, I think they said this about this, but I don't really know. And I'm like, it's that's it's so concerning to me that people are having com- like conversations about tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars and don't really know what's going on and just literally give away their power to their accountant or their partner or, you know, a business partner or whoever it might be. And I'm like, this is your bloody money. Mm. Like, I really think there's so much power in coming away from a conversation with your accountant and being like, I actually knew what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that that can be another really big red flag. If you get accountant anxiety, it might be time to um, step into the driver's seat when it comes to your money. I'd love that idea of power. And I think there is that sense of power imbalance that you've come out of that conversation and you didn't feel powerful enough or empowered enough to ask, to go, sorry, I didn't understand that. Can you just get into that in a bit more detail? Yeah you know, that you don't feel that you can challenge to get the knowledge because the only way you can empower yourself is to educate yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think having a base knowledge just makes it a lot easier too. Um, you know, I think that going into any conversation when you have absolutely no idea what's going on, you sort of are relying on people, you know, on, on the advice that you get given. And, you know, I, I've been on the journey of doing some work with tradespeople lately and, Certainly the first conversation I have with someone about Flory or anything like that, I'm like, I have absolutely no idea if they're telling me the truth or what's going on here. Um, so it's also really taking it upon yourself to educate yourself and, yeah. and learn about finances. Yeah. Because like with everything, there's always this assumption of knowledge, isn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, you've probably got an yeah. accountant sitting there that going, I have these conversations day in, day out. Someone sits and nods at me. I assume mm. they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, a thing that I hear a lot is that people say that their accountants, um, you know, can't really find the down-to-earth terminology to explain things and all their accounts get really frustrated with them for asking questions. And so they go, I just don't ask because they, they make me feel like an idiot. And um, I'm like, there's a red flag, wrong accountant. Not the right accountant. <laughs> <laughs> abort, So as well as getting on top of or thinking about maybe some of the mindset challenges and starting to embrace the idea that you need to take responsibility and numbers are important in your business. There was something that you shared recently, Claire, which was about making time for money. How much time perhaps should you be making for your money? And how might you do that in your business? You know, there's this saying, I can't remember the exact saying, probably shouldn't quote something if I don't know off by heart, should I? But it's, it's something about like, you can see what's important to someone by how much time they dedicate to it. So, you know, some people go, I don't have time to exercise. And for someone like me, I love exercise and it blows my mind. I'm like, how can you not have time to exercise? Like it's, 
you know we'll record a separate podcast on that Claire and we can talk about that But, you know, like this is the thing. A lot of people come to me because they're like, money is so important to me. I want more money. I want to be in the driver's seat with my money. And I'm like, cool, how much time do you spend on your money? And they're like, uh, what? (laughs) And I'm like, if this is one of the most important things in where you are now and where you want to be, how much time do you spend on it? And this is the thing, you know, if you're wanting to create massive change in any area of your life, you have to commit time and potentially money into learning a new skill. Once you have, you know, the, the systems that I've created around money, once you've kind of got the processes in place, it's really not that much time. So for me, um, every single day I check my sales number. Um, I do a cash flow every week. I spend 15 minutes having a look at my cash flow, making sure that I'm, I'm right across, you know, can I actually afford all of my bills <laughs> for the coming, the coming weeks and months? And um, at the end of the month, I spend a half an hour of time with my accountant reviewing my profit and loss reports. Um, I also prepare a budget, which I do every six months. And, um, you know, there are other, other practices, but you can see that I'm not talking about massive, massive, massive amounts of time here. Um, yes, it will take more than those times I've specified initially when you get systems set up, but on an ongoing basis, when you have like structures and strategies in place, it's actually not a huge amount of time, but people just won't take the time to go and create a budget. People won't take the time to go and set up their, their tracking systems and things like that. But once they do, I, I want to show people that like you can stay across it in a really short period of time, but it does, it takes time. And the way that you carve it out is you start to recognize the importance of this. So many people will spend hours recording reels, Instagram reels, or, you know, I don't know, writing social media posts. And I'm like, what's the point if you, if you don't even know what you're doing it for? You don't even know if you're making a profit. You haven't even got a plan for the money. So you need to start to really think about where this sits in your priority list and intentionally create time to shift the needle on where you are um, to where you want to be. Yes. Yes, yes, to all of that, especially the bit about reels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think like with anything, the longer you put it off, it's always going to seem like a mountain that is too high to climb, to use a cliche, isn't it? It's always going to seem like it's too much time. But when you yeah. do put in a bit of time to learn the skills, put in some of the processes, it does get easier. It absolutely does. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing that I, I've tried to do with a lot of the, the work that I do in this space is try not to make it so overwhelming. Like try and make it like, you know, once you've done this, once you've set this up, it's actually super simple to stay across it. But yes, initially you're going to have to put time in, but think about it that way. Like, you know, imagine an area of your life that you do excel in um, and then someone else saying, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to exercise or I don't have time to spend with my partner or my kids. And you'd be like, what do you mean? Like, Mm. how could you'd make time to spend with your partner and kids? Um, But we all have things that naturally we invest time and energy on. (laughs) They just come easier to us. And some things that it's a little bit harder. Um, And then that's where we sort of, you know, we can, we can schedule in the time. We can carve out the time to really prioritize it. Yeah. But I think sometimes perhaps your mind stops at the spreadsheet or it stops at the numbers bit and it doesn't go beyond and go, well, if I did do that, that is going to mean 
the wardrobe full of nice clothes or the ability yeah. to bring on another designer and educate that person and bring someone through the industry or the ability to spend more time with my family, all of the things that it actually does lead to, we kind of stop at that big, horrible, scary spreadsheet and go, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, I think carving out the time in the diary is a really great way to do that. So like my, my money meetings are scheduled into my calendar and they're there. They happen. People can't book time that time. Um, And I also think external accountability is a really powerful way of doing that. So most of my money meetings I have with someone else. Um, yeah. be it my bookkeeper or my accountant or my husband. Um, It, it really keeps you accountable to, to that time commitment. Yeah. So if for, a creative in particular, if maybe there were just three things that they go, right, from today, if you just did these three things, you would be making progress. Mm. Or if you prioritize them, what what could they be? So the first thing that I would say is set yourself like money goals. Um, you know, start with a sales target. Maybe a lot of people I find don't even have sales targets. So just like for this month, I want to make whatever the number is, set yourself a sales goal. And I love to then take that to the next step, which is actually create a budget. So rather than just pick an airy fairy, you know, six figures, seven figures, pull a number out of the sky. How are you actually going to get there? What investments are you going to make to shift you from where you are to where you want to be? Um, That is, I would say the second big, big thing, have an actual plan of how you're going to create success. And then the third thing is tracking your results against your plans. So really going, okay, cool. I set myself that target. How am I going against it? Yeah. Set myself a budget. Like don't create a budget and then stick it in a bottom drawer somewhere. Like it's not going to do anything. Like actually learn the skills of how to track your results against your budget, how you're performing, and then you course correct if things aren't going to plan. Yeah. Now, can I just ask you a quick one-on-one question about budget? When you talk about a budget, what do you mean? Because I think of a budget and I think, oh, it's just a list of all the things I'm going to spend. Is that what you mean or is it more than that? (laughs) So to me, um, a budget is it's tracking out your both what what money you're going to earn and also, yes, the money that you're going to invest into your business. (laughs) It's not just a list of things that I'm going to spend. It's not just a list of things that you're going to spend. (laughs) I I like to think of it as like a roadmap for success. So it's like, and you know, what I see sometimes is people put their sales targets and they go 100,000, 200,000, 500. And I'm like, so... Are you still just going to get there with just you sitting in your lounge room or are you going to need to like hire people in your team to get there? Um, You know that you're going to have to pay more tax on that, right? So if you put a plan in place for how much tax, additional tax that you're going to have to pay on that. So to me, it's literally just mapping out. um, I do it month by month, uh, mapping out month by month. Okay, what does that look like? What are my investments that I need to get to be there? And again, this is a learned skill. Um, If you go and try and have this conversation with your accountant, you (laughs) might get a little bit overwhelmed. But the way that I break it down, it's just super, super simple. It's like, okay, what are those those investments look like? Okay, how does that correlate to the sales that you want to earn? And then making sure, of course, that you have a bottom line profit amount and that you work out how much tax you've got to pay on it. Yeah. So that for me is what a budget looks like. And honestly, you know, clients of mine have had like incredible breakthrough successes in their business. And people ask me like, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, mostly it's mindset work, truthfully getting out of your own way. But this is just the crux of it. It's like, make a plan. 
and then stay on track to it. And, and obviously things will go off plan. That's okay. You just course correct. And that for me, if you're wanting to get breakthrough outcomes in your business, it's like make a plan for it. (laughs) This has been a great conversation. I think for me, the eye opener or the important message is really about that it's two sides of a coin, isn't it? There's mindset, but there's also then the commitments and the processes and the planning that needs to happen, the practical stuff. Is there anything else, any final words of wisdom that you would like to share around this? Anything perhaps we haven't touched on? Look, I just want to say that money doesn't have to be overwhelming. Uh, You know, even if you think that you don't have a creative brain, if you learn these skills, I said this earlier, you know, most people say to me, oh, it's actually not that hard. And I really want to empower you to go and get familiar with your money, to really embrace it. It will make you feel so much more empowered as a business owner, and it will help you be so much more successful honestly. And when you earn more money, you can live your most amazing and fulfilled life. So really encourage you to step into the driver's seat and take control. Take control, take responsibility. Um, Thank you so much for being here today, Claire. For me, I think mindset around money, but also as you, what I like to call the woo-doo, which is addressing the mindset, but there's also the doing bit. Always in any part of mindset, there's the doing side. Um, So I've loved talking about that with you. And I think you've got a really interesting perspective on it oh well thank you so much for having me it's um so wonderful to watch you just thriving in your business journey and to see this podcast come alive it's really amazing to witness so um thank you for having me here yay thank you so much claire Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.